You are tuned in to She's Crowned with Confidence with host Dr. Nicole Steele. This power-packed podcast was designed to remind listeners of who and whose they are and to encourage, equip, and empower them to regain their confidence and reclaim their crown. Are you ready to fully embrace what makes you uniquely you? Gain clarity on what you were created to do and to show up in the world unapologetic and authentic through and through? Well, if so, then this podcast is for you. It's time to regain your confidence and reclaim your proverbial crown that was designed with you in mind. No longer second-guessing the greatness that lies within, but instead stepping all the way into it with newfound clarity, confidence, and courage. So, without further ado, it's time to adjust your crown and sit on down for another inspiring episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. Hey there, welcome to another episode of She's Crowned with Confidence. I am your host, Dr. Nicole Steele, the Confidence Coach, and this Confidence Cast is designed for ladies, leaders, and little girls. Through this work, I get a chance to connect with dynamic women and young adults who are out in this world doing incredible things. And so those of you that tune in on a regular basis, you know I often have a crown atop my head. you know, with the whole she's crowned with confidence. But today in particular, I don't. And there's a reason for that. It's because for many of us, we go through life and life's circumstances can snatch our crowns, right? We could be going through life with our proverbial crowns on and and, and things are going well, but tragedy and trials and trauma can hit our life like a freight train and knock our crowns off. And so it's important for us to take moments to regroup, to acknowledge, but to also remember that at any point in time, we can pick those crowns up off the ground and affix them back to our head. So that's just a little note, a little nugget for y'all, to some of y'all to take with you. But without further ado, I want to invite my beautiful special guest, Miss Janice, to introduce herself because we're going to get into it. We are going to talk about real life circumstances and how to overcome them with confidence. So Janice, welcome to the show. Can you tell our guests a little bit about yourself? Well, thank you. Thank you so much, doctor. I am Janice and I currently am a third year medical student and I'm pursuing a master's and MBA. Um, I live in the Chicagoland area. And what I'm doing now currently is using my experience with health and wellness overall to incorporate into emotional intelligence and specifically becoming what I call an emotional conqueror, somebody who's able to assess, strategize, and execute an elevated emotion in order to achieve elevated results in life. I love that. Oh, I cannot wait to get into it. Um, Let me, before we get started in that, because I think that work in emotional intelligence is so crucial. And I just appreciate people like yourself that are helping not only women, but people in general, dot, you know, dig deep 
mm-hmm. and, and kind of unpack those layers, peel them back and really get to the essence of who we are. Self-awareness is so important. So before we get into some of the background and maybe even some introductions into that body of work, Janice, can you tell me about what has led you to this journey? So like, were you always one that was trying to learn about yourself? How did you stumble in or did you stumble into this, this body of work and to the, you know, what you're doing now? Well, I'll start by saying, as I mentioned before, um, in 2025, I'll be finishing my MD. um, And then this year, I'll be finishing my MBA. And I am just blissfully and joyfully busy on a regular basis with building my coaching business, um, doing, finding events for public speaking. Um, But it hasn't always been this way. Um, When I was 19, I lost my mother um, tragically and suddenly to a brain aneurysm. And um, at that point, she was like my only ally. She was the one person who I felt like had my back in everything. And from there, just the, the, the pure, just loss, it sent me to a free fall. I emotionally, spiritually, financially, any way you can imagine, I was at my rock bottom because I didn't have my backbone there um, to the point where I ended up jumping from family member's house to family member's house, looking for the love that she had given me, trying to fill that void that um, was 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 there now in my life um, and going from dis- depression and despair on a regular basis. And even to the point where, like I said, I had burned so many bridges with family members. Um, I ended up living in a car for a couple of weeks because it was just like I didn't know where else to go. And in that that point of my life, I just realized like my mom had so much love for me. She had so much faith in what I could do and my abilities. And there was a point where things kind of clicked, even though I was in that low state, there had been some kind of like lights at the end of the tunnel, um, so to speak for me, where I was able to see a little bit of hope, a little glimmer of hope. And, and so from there it was like, okay, well, if I start to live my life more on that faith, Let's see what happens. And so after these peaks and valleys, these peaks and valleys at the valleys, I would remember and have that faith that, okay, things are still working out for me. I just had to keep going like my mother will always want me to. And so from there, the the valleys wouldn't be so low or they wouldn't seem to last as long. And then when I got to the highs, I could really rejoice in those highs and understand that, okay, these are patterns. These are. This is not a life sentence. This low that you're in is not a life sentence. It's just a season. And so being able to go from living my life out of fear and desperation and depression and, and hopelessness, I began to move towards faith-based living. And it moved me towards freedom and empowerment and joy and love. And even though I wasn't able to find that exact love of my mother, I found that love within. I was able to build that love from within and understand from her position that I was worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry um, to, you know, to hear about, you know, such a loss and especially being a young person and having to experience it. But I think that it's so powerful that you held on to hope. And I think that that could be encouraging to someone who may be listening, who much like you, they might be dealing with real loss of relationships, loss, physical loss of loved ones, or maybe the loss of circumstances. Mm-hmm. And hope is weighing, you know, and it's, it's, it's 
seems like it's not in reach, but I hope that hearing you and listening to stories like much like yours, that they can know that what they need is on the inside. It's on the inside. Mm -hmm. And if you reach for it and you hold on to it and you press day by day in faith, mm -hmm. that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And so can you tell me, um, Janice, can, so during the journey, um, in the absence of your beautiful mother, what, in addition to the work that you were doing in internally, um, who did God surround you with? And, and can you tell us about people who stood in the gap or walked alongside you or motivated you? Because the people that we allow in our lives play a role positively or negatively. So were there angels along the way? Were there encounters that you had? Were there people maybe that, um, of course, could never take the place of your mother, but still helped you to where you are right now, getting ready to graduate in just a, a minute. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And you know what? I, I'll i say this because I was an only child and I was homeschooled for a number of years. I tend to be a loner and, and enjoy like my isolation. But there have been people even outside of just me just working through my, my junk and, and talking to myself and giving myself pep talks. There's been people who have helped me along in this journey. Um, one person I'll, I'll give credit to, my ex-husband. And even though we had uh, a rocky relationship and things didn't work out ultimately, um, just having someone there, he was one of the first people that was there when I found out my mother had passed. And so he was one that just really kind of helped me. And I was I was living, like I said, I'm here in the Chicagoland and my mother's three hours away and the rest of my family are three hours away. So him being there was significant for me. Um, just having somebody there to kind of catch me as I was falling and, and just a mess at that point because I just heard the news. Uh, but our relationship is giving me a lot of perspective as far as uh, my possibilities, because he's had faith in me and my abilities too, and, and wanting me to continue to pursue medical school and everything that I've dreamed of. Um, but then it's also given me that um, grit as well, that kind of resilience that you mentioned as well, where it's like where we're having issues. And again, I'll, I'll hit a, a, a dark point where it's like, man, you know, this isn't working. I'm not successful in the relationship. Um, but then after maybe some therapy or just, again, going within and saying, well, what was my part in it? Being able to kind of get to a place where, OK, I'm OK now. You know, and so kind of working through those patterns with my ex-husband was was one that helped me a lot to continue to just keep pushing on and understanding that I can if I can survive that, I can survive anything. Uh, but, but yeah. And then too, uh -huh. like having relationships with like um, church members and there have been family members along the way, too, that have given me encouragement and they make me feel that 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 I can do anything. And my mom was big on that too. So, you know, having that around and I'll say that that has its good and it's bad because it's like, oh yeah, I can do anything. And I, I'm this great, powerful person, but then like there's work that comes along. There's responsibility that comes oh. along too. So it's like, <laughs> I'm learning that, okay, with that greatness, the, the responsibility, yes, it's attached to it, but your greatness can overshadow and, and power, help you power through those responsibilities. So there's yeah. been several people that have played a role and just me being able to make these connections with these cycles. And then also, again, just being able to sit fully in my power. I love it. Well, let, let's jump on into this 
emotional intelligence space. And for anybody who might be listening, who's not familiar with emotional intelligence, with that term, with that body of work that, you know, people like yourself are really, you know, digging deep in. Can you explain to our listeners what emotional intelligence is? And again, what drew you to this, to this body of work? Yeah. So in, in plain terms, it's, it's kind of uh, straightforward as I can put it is being able to understand your emotions and being able to manage your emotions to not only influence your own behavior, but help to influence the behavior of others, not control, but to influence. Yeah. 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 Awareness of self is so important. And I think um, being that I get a chance to work with ladies, leaders and little girls um, in our nonprofit organization, Diamond in the Rough, we work with specialists, we conduct workshops, we interweave, uh, the, you know, emotional intelligence and activities because the sooner, the younger we are able to give voice how we're feeling, how we feel matters. You know, some people try to dismiss their feelings and their emotions. Some some people's emotions are over the top, but nonetheless, emotions <laughs> are real. Right, <laughs> and right. so being able to give voice, being able to identify and being able to do our work mm-hmm. is so important. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about tapping into your personal power, how has um, an awareness in the space of emotional intelligence helped you? You talked about the fact that you had the support of your mother. And then when she passed, you know, God placed other people, but she said, it wasn't enough just to have these external voices that said, you go, Janice, you do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. But you had to dig deep within and do your own work. So how has emotional intelligence helped you in your journey? Yeah, well, I talk about some of that when I do my speech on emotional conquering. So becoming an emotional conqueror has been the biggest way for me to do that work, to be able to get to that state emotionally where I'm I'm for the most part, I'm content with life because no, no matter what happens, I know that I have it within me to work things out. And I know that this is not a permanent situation. So one, being able to acknowledge where I am emotionally or acknowledge a, an emotionally charged event, something happens where I'm over overjoyed or I'm maybe in fear or maybe doubt or worry, acknowledging that thing that's happened. And I think you alluded to some people that just kind of brush them off and don't really um, acknowledge them, sweep them under the rug. That's something I do not do. I I, I call a thing a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing. And then being able to understand and and really embrace the the freedom and power that I have within. Um, I know that society puts out a lot of like rules and regulations and things of that nature. And there's so many structures that are up now that put us into a fearful state. We're afraid, you know, maybe we're going to war. We're afraid of COVID. We're afraid of this and that happening. And they put us in that state to, again, it's easier to control people. It's easier for people to comply when they're in fear. So being able to understand that you are way more powerful than what society has out there for you is another thing. And then some other things that I do, too, is just watching the company that I keep and the thoughts 
that I keep, you know, sometimes those people that you talk to and you feel really drained after you get off the phone with them, those are people you probably don't want to talk to so, so often, you know, and sometimes they're coworkers, people you can't really help being around, but just finding a way to um, engage more into those relationships and invest more into those relationships that make you feel uplifted after you get done make you feel like you're on top of the world after you get done. So those are some of the, the things that I, I practice on a regular basis to help me stay at a certain level emotionally. And again, it's content, just content. If I can be nothing else but content with life, I'm okay. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that was such a, a power packed uh, <laughs> little point there. I mean, I got so many nuggets that I can, can pull from. Um, I think that I love the fact that you talk about um, the noise that's out here in the world, especially now <laughs> in this day and time, we have so many things vying for our attention between the news, political climate, COVID, the inflation. I mean, you name it. And I do wholeheartedly believe that the powers that be, if you will, they, they, they thrive on building fear <laughs> in mm -hmm. us. It's a, it's a big moneymaker too. Let's yeah. just call a thing a thing, but yeah. Being aware, guarding our gates, <laughs> you know, being very intentional about the relationships and associations and making sure that we have brilliant boundaries and beautiful boundaries in our life that allow us to recognize what's good for us and what's not. And like you said, even in workspaces or for those that are going to school, you might have to interact sometimes in families. Mm. You might have people that might not be good for you, but you can still, one, be aware, and two, you can put up the boundaries that will help protect you and help you stay in that positive space. So yeah. thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I know that you get a chance um, to coach people. I know you have a coaching arm of your business and you're helping people on this emotional journey, if you will. And so are you seeing any particular trends among girls or young adults or women that you're working with? Are you, are you finding a common thread um, in this day and time? And if so, how are you helping your clients overcome those challenges? Yeah, great question. So some of the things that I've seen as a professional coach and just kind of coaching family members and random people. I, I don't know if you get that experience too. They're like, they, they know you have some, some, some gems. So they come and try to pluck every once in a while. But um, the things that I see more often than not, one is fear, definitely um, anxiety and like depression, but fear specifically. Um, I see that more regularly and I hear it more regularly. And for people who um, are faith-based and who um, read their Bible, I usually go to the scripture that says, God has not given us a spirit of fear but of joy, power, love, and a sound mind, you know? So again, and that's emotional intelligence right there. Yeah. That's, those are emotions, love, that power, that, that, that sound mindedness, you know, for me, that's contentment, you know? Yeah. So usually I'll, I'll go to the scripture with people on that one, because if you not getting that, that, that spirit from God, then where are you getting the spirit from? You know? So it's like, it, it's, it's, it goes a little bit deeper than just, well, I'm afraid I'm afraid. Well, how, where's your faith? Where's your yeah. faith? Where are you spiritually? You know, this mm -hmm. is a sign of where you are spiritually and not to scare them out of their fear. But at the same time, just understanding this is this is something you need to be alarmed about. Um, and then for people who are not necessarily of faith, having faith and belief in your abilities, because mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, people have 
accomplish things that they were really proud of, whether it was recently or even when they're maybe younger. Um, and it's like, well, you know, I didn't think I could do that, but I did, you know, and there was a path that I followed. There was some, some structure that I incorporated into my life or incorporated into whatever um, in order to achieve that thing. So being able to bring people back to a, a place of faith out of fear. Um, and then, like I said, depression and anxiety. And usually you have to kind of unpack a little bit more with those um, things. Uh, maybe it's pertaining to work or maybe it is a family member or a friend or a situation, maybe finances. Um, so being able to unpack that a little bit more and then kind of going in. And then, too, I, I think a lot of times where people are able to release and express their emotions, usually they feel a little bit better even after they have talked about it. So not necessarily having a solution minded uh, conversation per se, when you're talking to someone in depression, but just being an ear, being a, an empathetic ear, you know, sometimes it's useful. And having a safe space to talk about those things, you know what I mean? So we're not suppressing them. Yeah. We, I, I like to refer to it and, and people who follow uh, this confidence cast may have heard me talk about a safe space to clean our crowns. You know, we go through life, we have to show up, we have to be on, we have to do whatever it. life is it. calling for us to do, but be it therapy, be it daily moments of gratitude, mm -hmm. whether it is a, you know, a counselor, especially, I mean, a, a girlfriend group, a grief mm -hmm. group, whatever it is, mm -hmm. prayer, <laughs> mm -hmm. having time and space to examine it. because we can go through life. Even little things like this, which um, I learned for myself, that when things when I'm when I'm on eleven on a scale of one to ten, and I, you know I might be grinding, I might be going, things might be, you know, not necessarily going bad, but when when I'm pushing the pedal to the metal. Mm -hmm. I have to be mindful even of my breathing. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I can go go through and I it was some years ago that I had to realize, you know, I think I'm taking shallow breaths. <laughs> I'm not getting some oxygen to my brain. <laughs> right. So, you know, breathing, um, and there's a lot that has come about, you know, in terms of th that kind of stuff um post-COVID, but really taking it out, being very intentional about being in tune with how you feel. Mm -hmm. Why do I feel that way? What's the root of this mm -hmm. feeling that I'm feeling, you know? And then you said something else just a few minutes ago that you do with clients and that's tracing back some of those triumphant times in life. You know, sometimes we are just going from thing to thing to thing that we never stop to celebrate. We never stopped to acknowledge I did a hard thing. I did yeah. that thing. You know you what did I mean? that, yeah. Permission right. to give voice to that. Because it's like, oh, that little thing. No, it's not a little thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I think about you and going through school and doing what a lot of people could not do. You know, just the time, the effort, the focus. I hope you are, and I'm sure you are, patting yourself <laughs> yeah, as, you, yeah. as you go on through. Because that is, yeah. that's incredible. And so if there are people who are tuned in and are, 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 are the ones that don't tend to stop and celebrate, we encourage you to do that and trace those triumphant moments in your life because you have done some things, period, no matter how small or large. So mm -hmm. Write them down, you know, post them online, something, yeah. get out there. 
That's right. That's right. So as we get ready to close, and this has just been fabulous, I would love to be able to connect and con to continue conversations um, in future Confidence Cast. But Janice, how can our listeners connect with you? How can they follow you? How can they, you know, inquire about the work that you do and maybe becoming a client? Can you tell them a little bit about that and anything that you might have in your catalog of, you know, that might be beneficial for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, on social media, you can find me at, um, on Instagram at I am Janice 85, um, Facebook, I'm Janice Marie, M-A-R-I-E. Um, I do have a website called JaniceSpeaks.com. And so there you'll be able to kind of view a little bit of the work that I've done and kind of get connected with me there. I have my email address on there, which is conquerthoseemotions at gmail.com. Um, there from there, like being able to connect with me for life coaching, public speaking, if you like, for emotional conquering. Um, and then also I have a 30 day journal that I call a conqueror's log, an emotional conqueror's log, where you're able to go in and to assess emotions. And so I have like little questions. I have quotes in there. Um, I have some little quick hacks that you can do. Breathing is one of those things where you do them like box breathing and stuff like that, which, uh, you know, I'm on point com completely with you. Um, I agree that's so important. Um, so being able to go through 30 days and being able to assess where you are emotion and getting that out on paper, you know, sometimes again, you just need to voice that, you know, get those things out of your system and then being able to say, Hey, where am I emotionally? I do have a log that's there or a, um, a guidance scale that's there for emotions to kind of help you understand, okay, well, if I'm at this level, I really want to get to this level. And then at the top, it's like joy, love, empowerment, freedom, stuff like that. And the, at the bottom, it's like fear, despair, depression, disappointment, things of that nature. So being able to understand where you are on the scale and then being able to work your way up the scale um, is the goal for the Conqueror's Log. I love it. It sounds like a tool that everybody needs to have in their toolbox, in their yes. emotional toolbox. So mm -hmm. I love it. So if you happen to be listening to this uh, confidence cast and you're maybe behind the wheel and you can't jot down all the details, you can visit my website at The Real Nicole Steele, or you can visit us at She's Crowned with Confidence for all of the details about how to connect with Janice and how to take advantage of those resources. I wanna also invite those of you that may be joining us for the first time to check out my most recent book, The Tale of 10 Crowns, which is the kind of foundation of this whole confidence cast. You can find it on the website. You can also find it on Amazon. Uh, if you've got a small group, um, a women's group, a book club, what have you. It is a great read, just in your personal catalog as well. It's also available on Kindle. And last but not least, I invite those of you that are tuned in to join our clear, confident, and courageous community, the Beyond Brilliant Network. So if you are a woman uh, that is looking for your tribe that shares your vibe, mm -hmm. you can check us out over there We've got courses, we've got content, and we've got a community of like-minded women to help push you in your destiny and encourage you and help you keep that crown of confidence atop your head. So, Janice, I thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I've loved it. Oh, this has been amazing. Yeah, 
and we look forward to the incredible things that you'll continue to do in this very important space. So until next time, we'll see you later. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to She's Crowned with Confidence with Dr. Nicole Steele, the Confidence Coach. This Confidence Cast has been brought to you in part by Diamond in the Rough Youth Development Program and Gym Makers LLC. For more information on this podcast, previous episodes, programs, or products, simply visit she'scrownwithconfidence.com or therealnicolesteel.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Real Nicole Steele. Thank you.